Yo, this is Ella Rocker, South Philly's number one bourbon general. Just cruising on this beat I made right here. You're now tuned in to Sir Love Day, my man Cheese, Crushing Live Podcast, talking about the best topics on earth. Damn straight, I said it. The whole globe. Yeah, about to dip out though. Shout out to my people's career crooks, wrecking crew, crush a live podcast. Peace. Welcome back, Crush a Live Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, and always my right hand man, Sir Loveday. Sir Loveday, how are you? I'm great, man. How you feeling? Man, I am excited because this is the beginning of the Pay Homage series. Yes. We're gonna be playing paying homage to some of the greats of hip hop and R and B. This is oh, yeah. Black History Month. But After in the Crush a Lot podcast world we wanted to really pay homage to architects of this people who made it possible for us to do this show and people who made it possible for us to enjoy the music that we do so that's what we're gonna do um overall though i gotta talk to a few people out there who listen to the show listen if you're listening to the show thank you so much you can find us on the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher Radio. If if you find us anywhere outside of that, we got some pirates. They're stealing our feeds, Sir Love Day. I got people hitting me back up. So this one I'm going to say, try to go with the outlets we give you. If you're picking it up from another outlet, we're not, we're not hating. Hear it. That's fine by us. We, we, yeah, we don't monetize it. that anyway. So as long as you listen, check out the show. That's all we appreciate. Um, shout out to Wise King and Kalina who are going to be in the Pay Homage series. But this is really all about paying mm-hmm. homage to icons. And we got to kick it off with yeah. the God MC. Rock him. The the. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on the God MC Rock him? And Rakim is uh, such an icon for what uh, hip hop can be. Uh, it's such a, a great representation of the heights of what we would want it to be. Um, often we have to play the defender of hip hop. Often we have to play the explainer of hip hop, or we have to try and stir its claims and talk about what it possibly could become, but in Rakim, you see those things expressed. It's no longer hypothetical. It's no longer a possibility. It is clear and it is evident that hip-hop not only has the ability to teach, but it has taught. Here is an example of a man who you don't have to say, well, it's possible to spread a message through hip-hop. No, this is a man who said, I absolutely can, and I absolutely will. And there are countless people who came to be first exposed and to understand or to hear a bit about uh, the teachings and understandings of the 5% Nation, uh, thanks to this man. Whether or not you think those teachings are for you is a whole other story. But he is living proof that you can use music particularly hip-hop to educate 
and to uh, bring and shed light to people uh, about something they might never have any contact with. And beyond that side of his legacy, he is one of the blueprints for how rapping should be done. There's always those points in hip hop where the kind of the world pivots and things were going in one direction. And then this guy comes along and things turn. And Rockem is one of those pivot points. He's moving in one direction and he helped turn the direction of rapping and hip hop as a genre altogether. Yeah, Rockem is credited to being the precursor to a lot of the hip hop that came out in the 90s and set the, really set the tone for a higher level of technical skill, a higher level yeah. of thinking, on, mm-hmm. and, and really brought intelligence and 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 uh, student he he was studious and he was yeah. just studious by nature himself and that right. just happened that's, to that's translate it. into his music what i loved about rakim is i was too young to understand what this brother was saying <laughs> you know when i got yeah. into hip hop was 13 14 and he he's a, already around at that point um right. with eric being rakim now I didn't understand what he was saying, but the, for me, great hip hop is like that. You have to hear it a bunch of times to really, really, really grasp some of these concepts. Yeah, and I, I, I resonate better with music that just makes me want to listen over and over. Sometimes some music could be, you know, for party reasons and stuff. But this guy, with Eric being rock, him really, really had you feeling. You you can move to some of their music. I mean, their music oh, definitely sure. jam. I, I saw Rakim this past summer. Shout out to Farah. Me and Farah went to see Rakim in the Brooklyn yeah. Festival, and he tore it up. And mm-hmm. but it was the first time I was like, wow, this is some dense stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was done. It was done funky. It was done. It was done in a party, and sometimes party mode. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it was expressed seriously. I mean. With Eric being Rakim, you you have a, a plethora of iconic songs, and lyrically, mm-hmm. Rakim was sampled and and scratched in so many songs, and some of the yeah, the patterns yeah. of his rhymes were also iconic. I'm thinking about Master Plan, like those things mm-hmm. are so iconic, and the Dead Presidents Absolutely. is always scratched in somewhere. So his lasting impact is still there, but he also had this a very unique voice just his voice alone was his deep growl um and it was unique to to what was going on in the rest of hip-hop and the rest of hip-hop you had run dmc ll cool j the beastie boys um of course krs1 who could probably match bar to bar with rakim but you had to pick a side back then um (laughs) and and a a plethora of other people and rakim Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. eric b were there in the forefront of Mm -hmm. all of it um you know we're talking about follow the leader we're talking about let the rhythm hit hit them um Mm -hmm. pain in full don't sweat the technique these are four classic albums eric b and rakim and we're not gonna degrade uh, eric b at all because those things are important um but yeah. the follow-up to those things those two solo albums um well he had three but the two that are really the ones that hit us are the 18th letter and the master or mm-hmm. were were just gritty new york style yeah, presentation absolutely. and and it was great to experience those six albums are like staples of 
of the music we listened to in the 90s and some of the early mm-hmm. 2000s. So we needed Very to true. pay homage uh, to Rakim. And anytime Rakim does any type of music now which is very rare or at least he hasn't released they're they're moments they they really are celebrations because what he is and what he's done so you know mm-hmm. the question lot podcast is really here to celebrate the icons of this great art form that we all love but we also want to put it out there that if you don't know who rock kim it's okay Mm-hmm. But we want to educate people as well. Come check this out. So we're going to give you our top five list of our yes. favorite Rakim. This is just our personal. We're not saying these are the best. We're not saying these are the most iconic. Because um, right. maybe some of these are iconic iconic songs. I'm not sure how sure love they pick. We never really talk about it before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be our list. And we want people to check out Rakim and really, really study study because yes. we need to get out of this triplet pattern stuff <laughs> we just we just need to we just need to um it's good in doses but when your album's like two hours long with it you're not really right. you're not really paying attention and we want to celebrate your albums as much as we celebrate uh rock him so let's get right into it number yeah. five our top five rock him the god mc what do you have sir love day I got one of my favorite uh, storytelling rhymes. Know the ledge. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know, this is um, this great record. I believe it was on the Juice soundtrack, um, and it was just this really great moment for Rakim. This is this is not 1986 Rakim. This is Rakim. He's got some years under his belt. Um, and he's still spitting and he's still incredible and he tells this great story uh, about essentially how you gotta be careful because it's a dangerous world out here and you try to play it a little too risky you get a little too close to that edge of the line and you'll slip and when you get caught slipping out here in these streets it ain't always gonna be something simple and it might be your last time slipping. Uh, and he tells that story really well. And what I love about it, uh, particularly about the way he does the story, and it's a great example for how a lot of rap stories are no longer told. Um, and they weren't told that way for a while after that. Uh, is His story wasn't told from him being in the position of the victor at all times. Um, which is very common amongst, you know, common modern day rap stories. If you're telling a story about some guy who was great, then at the end of the story, he still comes out the winner. And at the end of Another Ledge, he lays in a puddle of blood. Um, and you get to see that this is the reality that street life doesn't turn per- out perfectly for everyone. If you're out here playing around and you're, you're not being careful, the things go bad. And there was that honesty there, and I loved that about Rakim, that uh, although he would talk about the streets and he wasn't shy about bragging on himself, he was also very clear and would take those times to point out that it was dangerous. It's the same for everyone, and it's not something we should all be super glad to be involved in. But no, this is some rough stuff. So it's without a doubt one of my favorite records. That's a great pick. Um, some people might call it juice uh, i've seen it called yeah. juice before um but that's a great pick um i 
Man, I'm such a deeper cut guy. I say this on almost every episode as we pay mm-hmm. homage to Rakim. Um, but it, 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 it would, I would not do the audience any. If I'm trying to put people on to Rakim, right. this is part that's conflicted. I want to give people what I really, really, my favorite, my personal favorite. But there's also a part where I know some of these songs are like gateways to the rest of his catalog right. right so i was fighting with that but the end i i just picked what really resonated with me but what yeah, resonated sure. with me when i was younger not now because i had mm-hmm. that could have changed i i wanted to really think about my list on when i was introduced to rock him and in that time when i first started really getting into rock him not me now right. with years yeah, yeah. to digest it and give you yeah, this one, this one, this one, this one. I wanted to go. Right. So that's where my perspective is coming from. It was different from all my other lists. Um, so mm-hmm. I had to start with, I had to go with my number five. Um, the song that brought it in for me when I first heard it, and that's Paid in Full. And Paid in Full is just an iconic hip-hop verse. Mm-hmm. It has been yeah. taken and reused and repurposed countless of times through the pantheon of hip-hop and that alone says how important and how revered this one verse is there's no chorus in the song it's just him mm-hmm. spinning for like a minute a minute plus you have yeah. eric b just talking about just dropping their you know just saying who they you know who what their label is who their manager is they want to get mm-hmm. paid in full i'm thinking of a massive plan and he just goes in so calm he's so calm he's so confident when he goes into this awesome awesomely produced track with this amazing bass line that it's just funky and groovy and fits well with mm-hmm. what they were doing in the late 80s but translates so well now it's kind of mm-hmm. like what we talked about when the killer killer priest and fourth disciple did on their mixtape right. um don't don't right. sit on the don't sit on the speakers it's kind of harking that's what we were talking about that kind of sound was what that mixtape was going for but that was the sound in the 80s but it translates so well now and Rakim had this legendary legendary quotable mm-hmm. rhyme that stands mm-hmm. the test of time that, that, that could go up there with the juicy verse everyone reveres the juicy verse and and mm-hmm. well and you should and especially yep. if you're from Brooklyn how imp- that put us cemented us cemented Brooklyn yeah. But rock that opening verse by Rock Him along with someone someone like Slick Rick's uh, children's story, these are iconic, iconic verses that mm-hmm. that every every MC should should really, really, really dive into. And I would dare say that even though Rock Him was fantastic um right. during that period of time, he was just getting warmed up. And that's sure. what's scary about it. So I had to go with pain in full pay my brother the money i'm glad he didn't take no aftermath money because dr dre wanted to have him talk about killing and killing and if you think dr dre for one iota really cared about the culture you are sadly mistaken that boy (laughs) perpetuated violence like no other producer ever and he tried to make money off off of us killing each other so i don't and for me it tainted my nw way 
perspective, at least from Drake's really? point of view. That was my rant. That's the end of that rant. Okay. Okay. Um, don't sign mm-hmm. for aftermath. I don't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number five. Okay, people can send me the hate tweets. It's okay. Um, number four. What you got, Sir Love Day? Uh, number four was probably the first record that came to mind once we uh, uh, thought about Rakim. Uh, it didn't take me long. It's not that even. Uh, I know I do remember all the verses and the songs was important. It's something about the structure of this song and the sample that they used and the way Rakim just glided on it. That means every single time I think of Rakim, immediately this bass line comes to mind, amongst others. Um, this is definitely usually one of the first bass lines that come to mind. And this also probably has a lot to do with the fact that these are all just phenomenal <laughs> bars from top to bottom. And that's Don't Sweat the Technique. Yeah, I love um, you. I love you. I, I, I hear those, that bass line. I see why Brazier hired you. <laughs> it rings, man. It's just, it's amazing from start to finish. Um, it's definitely one of the first songs that I was really digging for as a sample junkie. Uh, when I really started getting back into the 80s and, and 90s stuff, it was one of those that I was like, no, I need to know this song. I need to know what artist made this. And then once I find the artist that they got this from, and the song they got this from, I need that artist catalog. <laughs> and I need to know what they've been doing because this is it. And man, the verses are phenomenal. Rakim just many a way of finding a pocket that was smooth for him. He's not one of those guys who needs to to punch you in the face with a thousand words a minute. You know, he doesn't need to to, to away just because he's using a couple of words that are, you know, SAT words. No, he has a way of packing so much meaning and so much punch in every word he uses, no matter how he uses it. And he's also, let's not forget, the one of the fathers of punching and packing in as many rhymes and words into a bar as he can. He's the the leader of that inside rhyme style that he just kept on building and developing as he got older and got better. And this is one of those examples of getting better with time. I love it, love it, love it. That's a fantastic. Uh, It's hard to figure out where to place these songs, but I I knew this this one had to be on here. Uh, But I had to struggle from the ones that are above it to not put this as higher, but... Oh, this is one of our favorite records. Don't sweat the technique. Yeah, that, like I said before, Rakim kept figuring it out. Yeah, as every verse was being delivered throughout his career, hip hop mm-hmm. at that point didn't know or was growing into these complicated rhyme structures and what it is. People were figuring it out yeah. as they went, and as the yeah. new MC came out and did something new, they stepped it up. They didn't copy each other. They may have yeah. sounded remedial to us now, because mm-hmm. music has hip hop has gotten so complex. Like right. if if Kendrick came out in the eighties, he would have been way ahead of his time, way right. ahead of his time because because of how remedial hip hop was and lyrically, maybe not content wise, but lyrically. Mm-hmm. But now that he really was the one that opened our eyes to like wow what could this genre really be and sweat the technique was one of those songs that was this who else could do this 
Yeah. No one else could do this. So that's why he's called the master. And I'm saying the master. My number four is coming from the master. Um, <laughs> album, his first solo album produced by Clark Kent, um, Pete Rock, of course, mm-hmm. DJ Premier, who's like, if you're into Prime, coming out soon. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's just amazing how Primo is just connected to so many of these MCs and hip hop songs. But for okay. me, it was more. He's it, my number one. He's part. We haven't done producers yet, and 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 mm-hmm. I I'm, I I don't want to talk about it yet because I'm <laughs> I'm conflicting on many levels. Um, uh, shout out to Jay Dilla. It's his birthday yep. on of this recording, and and rest in peace. Of course, big pun. Sure. We'd be remiss not to mention those brothers. But mine's from yes. the master. is a deeper, deeper cut towards the end of that album. It's called "Waiting for the World to End," and "Waiting for yeah. the World to End" is just this. This is where he's bringing the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Theologist <laughs> type of background he has, where he's very into. Uh, I don't know if he's religious. I don't know the man, but he's definitely is curious about religion and mystical and spiritual stuff, and, and yeah, you yeah. know, fifth element stuff, five um, percent stuff, and it's all there, and he's putting it um, all together with urban street life, mm-hmm. and he's. This is one of the songs where he is deciding to be the master. Where he is, he is like he's splinter from he's splinter teaching the <laughs> turtles about life and and just in in the the story that he paints and the way that he paints it. He says enough, but he he says enough for me to walk away with questions. Right, and it's brilliant because I wanted yeah. to know more about what he was talking about. Absolutely. It not only was it pleasurable for my ears, but mm-hmm. I needed to drown out the production to focus on what he was saying because what he right. was saying was resonating to me or at least sparking curiosity for I could get mm-hmm. more from the track. Mm-hmm. That is the beauty of hip hop and the beauty of Rakim and why he's considered the best MC or one of the best MCs of all time because of how much smarter you became as a person from listening to him and for me waiting for the world to end was one of those songs at my young age that made me very curious about this other part Mm. of the world that I didn't have access to hey I'm a Latino who grew up uh, Pentecostal. I don't relate to anything that brother says. It's not not <laughs> in my background, you know. But I I walked away knowing a lot and and appreciating right. a lot and surrounding myself with people who are from that belief and just like these are some smart individuals and who are coming from a good place. So for me, that song did a lot for me in my youth. Um, the production is ill, slow paced, methodical. Sure intentional cerebral and well well studied this it's impeccable so that's my number four waiting for the world to end it may not be 
as ear pleasing as his more popular songs, <laughs> but in terms of yeah. just like lyrical content and and how it just sticks with you and makes you question a lot of things or be curious about a lot of things, I, I had to put it on my list. Um, Waiting for the world to end off the master album, my number four, Sir Love Day. Number three, yeah. what you got? Uh, so for me, it gets even more complicated in these last few. Um, it was kind of easy to to pick, you know, maybe ten that I know I wanted, um, and quickly I knew uh, my Juice Records going to be up there. I knew we sweat the techniques going to be up there. Then it became really tight, and I had yeah. to really whittle it down. Yep. And I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know what to get rid of. And I again, like yourself, I had to just go, what what resonated for me? What was it? And I had to go, you know what? There's no way that I'll ever allow myself to play any rock him. And I don't at least listen to Eric B for president. And I don't listen to Eric B as, as president <laughs> at least once. It's going to happen. I must. Um, <laughs> regardless of where this record might sit for people and their experiences with it, um, for me... It was a part of this real examination of holy crap, rapping is crazy. <laughs> that, that experience as a kid of like, man, these guys are phenomenal. You know, at the time that I'm examining these folks, I'm examining um, Rakim and uh, Big Daddy Kane and Coogee Rap, uh, Slick Rick, um, and Coogee Rap, and um, a couple of records from Biz Marquis because I was always big on Biz um, since <laughs> toddler. No, uh, no blowfly. <laughs> no, not quite yet. Then, um, but <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm dissecting these, and this is one of those records where it's just like, man, I need to really dig into the brilliance of this because I'm wowed by it, and I need to know why I'm wowed by it, and I need to understand. What it is that makes this feel so amazing to me? What exactly is he doing? Uh, and really understand it. And this was one of those records I would pick apart, along with a couple of others, um, two of which are actually going to end up making the rest of this list, uh, all from around the same time period for me and my experiences with Rakim. Uh, but without a question, this definitely lands nice and high and heavy on that list always in the rock hand rotation and always just in a, a hip-hop rotation and anytime i want to talk about rapping this is one of those songs that i go to these are some of those verses that i go to to be like look let me show you what it means to rap this is a textbook right here that yeah i mean i'm not surprised i mean i wrestled where i wanted to put that on my list if i was going to put it on my list yeah i don't want to understate the importance of the production he had as well Especially during oh, the first not. four albums, of course not. They were it was diverse. It was very eighties hip hop, but it, they had mm -hmm. their own sound because a lot of their sounds were also you reused in hip hop lore throughout the mm -hmm. years because their sound yeah. was so iconic. And oh, they'll have session like real quick snippets of 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 sounds that were so unique and instantly. Yep. iconic and and eric b for president was one of those songs but the mm -hmm. scratching 
the work that he's done on that like it was just like everything that i loved about hip-hop the production funky creative it could be hardcore it could be intense it could be groovy and you have yeah. the scratches i'm a big fan of scratch you got scratching on it you're winning me already and then on top of that the delivery and you got rock him oh it was a just a great I, I wish i was you know funny prime dropped that new song with david east mm-hmm. I, sometimes i feel i was born in the wrong fucking era yeah. Like if I wish I was ten years older, just so I could be more aware of what was going on during that time and had more access Absolutely. to the music. Besides waiting for vinyls to hit my floor, or like <laughs> we didn't have access to music in the way we do now. And, yeah. and when you heard Rock Him, Eric B. Rock Him, it's just amazing. My number three is um, from the Eighteenth Letter, sticking with the nice. theme from um, you know the last song I picked, Waiting for the World to End. It has to be mm-hmm. the mystery. Who is God? I mean, the Ooh. title, if you don't... Listen, you look at album songs now. Yeah. They they don't catch your interest. They don't, at least don't catch <laughs> my interest. What? You don't want to hear Trap House Queen? Are you crazy? No. It's so uncreative <laughs> and so... Like, you should have a title that makes you want, what is this? And if I... If the, one of the songs in my album is called The Mystery, Who is yeah. God... You're not gonna be curious about what this song's about or how it sounds. Just that mm-hmm. title alone says you're in for a ride right now. You're in. F- mm-hmm. Take a seat. The master's back in class. As it seems to be the theme. <laughs> um, and he really breaks down the science. He breaks down science. How we mm-hmm. work with science, mathematics, astrology, yeah. uh, earth science, all types of science. He's talking about science. Mm-hmm. And then he equates it to how this is your proof that there's a higher being. Because mm-hmm. you can't have coincidence create these very, these systems that right. perfectly go inside of each other. He goes into numerology, the power, the power of seven, the power of nine, and what that yeah. means biblically, what that means scientifically, what that means um, in your world around you. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's a class. Yeah, it is. And and beautifully done. It's beautifully done. And for me, being young, I didn't know these concepts were foreign, and but they were making sense. And then you know, at that point, I'm heavily into Wu Tang. But then, you know, I'm learning from Wu Tang, but they're learning from from Rakim. And then you got the Jizza who's doing things right now and today. That is exactly what Rakim was doing twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So it came back in full circle. And for me, the song is slow paced, melodic. The beat the the beat was not there to take away, but just enhance what he was saying. It was beautifully done. And and he just came in and it was just this hyper intelligent, hyper intelligent, hyper visceral experience that is very rare in hip hop nowadays. Very rare. To get that kind of education, or at least walk away wondering, what did I just hear? Let me go find <laughs> right. what, what what references do you have? What book did you read? What who's what speakers? Um, you know, what, I want more, and and I appreciate right. that kind of level of music. It's very rare that any other art form of music does this. Mm-hmm. Very rare. So very much yeah, so. 
So that I had up on number three, The Mystery, Who Is God, off the 18th letter, a remarkable album. It doesn't get enough props because it's not so flashy. Um, it's mm-hmm. very deliberate, and that might turn people off. I get it. I totally get it. But yeah. I, I would encourage people to start with the early work stuff and then work their way up. Like, if you want to hear it in order, that's probably the best way to do it. First album yeah. to his last album is probably the best way to listen yeah, to Rock Kim. Um, so that's my number three. Uh, let's go right into your number two. All right, number two for me is a bit of a callback. Uh, you already heard it brought up. Hayden Full. Yeah. Uh, I my number record, five. Yeah. Uh, this record is just. I mean, what else could I say? It's brilliant. It's genius. It's well put together. It's classic. It's iconic. Uh, it is just another another page in the textbook of how to rhyme um it was ahead of its time uh it's beyond uh some of the rhymes and structures that are done now 30 years later um, it was a great great record and it remains to be so and it still has that ability just pull you in and you're forced to listen and to think about it and everyone since then has had to do their own version of a paid in full type record. Um, and many artists have done great versions, um, you know, on, on so many solo albums that we would consider legendary. They have essentially a version of the paid in full type of rhyme. Um, but this is the one that, that sticks out. This is that legendary start of the race and the exhibition of how it could be done. It's beautiful. It's amazing. The production is incredible. Um, I, I don't even know what else to say, but if you haven't heard it and if you don't have it in your collection, do yourself a favor and get it now and listen to it on repeat for a couple of days. Most of you listen through Let music, through Apple Music and Spotify. You're, if you're paying 10 yeah. bucks for music for Apple Music or you got Spotify for free or go to YouTube, just do yourself a favor. Listen to the song It's iconic hip hop And if you're serious about the hip hop game And if you have no idea what we're talking about Listen to it Just take a stab mm-hmm. at it And and, and, and just mm-hmm. and just study And just study Because we want you to win We want you to win Me and Sergio yeah, They sure. want you to win Because when you win We win too Absolutely We win too But we're, we're not going to take it easy on you Because cause you don't want to hear it I don't want to hear a two hour, two hour album I don't it's ridiculous. You should have chopped that up to fourteen, and you probably would have had a classic if you, or at least say it's a double LP. All right, be honest with yourself. Be honest, and don't have songs that sound the same. All right, please don't. So just don't do it. But we want you to win. But that's not how you're gonna get us, and that's not how you're gonna get my money. I'll tell you that much. If that's what really you concern. I'm going my, my number two off one of the for me. The strongest of the Eric B. Rakim albums. Uh, mm. Now, the first three. I'm trying to think of which ones were in order, but I know that, <laughs> you know, the. Let me look real quick. The Follow the Leader, fantastic, right. iconic. Same thing right. with Painted Full, same thing with Don't Sweat the Technique. Those three are the most common albums mm-hmm. from the Eric B. and Rakim. But there's tracks mm-hmm. in there that are skippable. Uh, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Either for production or for whatever. Uh-huh. Mostly production because okay. most of the time it's not right. Or well, it just doesn't mm-hmm. resonate. But for most part, all those songs are great. A few or two, they're skippable. 
the mm-hmm. the one album that has no skippable track but don't have the hits is Let the Rhythm Hit Him. That album mm. was given five mics from the source. If, if that's you know back then that was an important score to have when the yeah. source was relevant. So I don't want to dismiss the importance <laughs> of that. But it was it was out of all the albums, the only one that got the five mics. It's the most consistent work from front to back in terms of lyrics mm-hmm. and production and cohesiveness, and they, they figured it out. But the track right. that really stood out to me was what the album was called. Uh, Let the rhythm hit hit them. The first of all, the production on that is is the type of production I like. It's it's yeah. off kilt sounds that shouldn't work. Uh, guitar with a <laughs> wow 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 wow. The drum yeah. beat is fast paced. It's it's the opening track and it just hits you in the face. This is what this album is about, and it comes right. off the meat rack. This is how we're doing it, and then Rock Him just goes in. My but dude took a high tempo song, and he just went in, boom, boom, and he's low key, confident, cerebral, menacing, mm-hmm. nurturing, all at the mm-hmm. same time. And that, how do you release that album, and then you're, you're his competitor, or his contemporary, right. and you're like, I gotta release music now. <laughs> like I wouldn't want to drop music when Rakim dropped music. I wouldn't. Fair enough. I wouldn't. Enough. I'm not dumb enough. <laughs> and I'm working on my own project. Right. <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah. So for me, that's uh, that's my number two. A lot of his production, the production and him together, it just meshed so well in terms of like yeah. that's the evolution of rock him at that point he he it wasn't like a paid in full type of track it wasn't um like a sweat a technique kind of track this was a different type of track that kind of led to what you were going to get for 18th letter and what you're going to get for the master like that that song and that album really was for me the transition to this more uh, even more because he was ready even more cerebral even more darker even more monotone mm. and slow paced because his two solo albums aren't really fast paced at all they're mid-tempo low beats right. and you get that from this Definitely. album so for me uh, let the rhythm hit hit him my number two what you have so where are we where are we we're at that point we're at that point we're at that point uh, if you're still here listening thank you um, thank you. We, you know, we're paying homage to Rakim, the God MC. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who it is, hopefully we're doing a good job explaining why he, he's special to you. Uh, do us a big favor. Let people know that you're checking out the Crush A Lot podcast with Cheese and Sir Love Day. You can let them know by re, re, retweeting, sharing, mm-hmm. going to Apple iTunes and leaving a comment. Um, or reaching out to us at crushalotpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, we want to come on the show. You're more than welcome to come on the show. We got people booked for March. We got people booked mm-hmm. for April. Um, yeah. And th- that's happening. We're making it happen. Um, but we appreciate yeah. everyone checking out the show. Um, and everyone who's been a part of it. So, you know, next week on, on Valentine's Day, February uh, 14th, the lovely, mm-hmm. amazing Kalina over from Miami. She was on our Bobby Digital episode when we did the Wu-Tang series. She'll be on the show. Um, and we're breaking down Sade. And, yeah, she got emotional. 
Sade mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. did it to her. She's not gonna like that I said that because she, you know, she's yeah. a, she's team no emotion. But she breaks <laughs> it down. Um, great to get uh, wonderful females on the show to that love hip hop as much as she does. Um, we're gonna yeah. have um, the Wise King is gonna do a follow up to the Rock Kim episode. We're gonna drop that um, probably in the next couple of days as a bonus episode. Um, and then in, in the next month, before we get into our number one, the next month is, is right. we're going to celebrate the wonderful women incredible of hip hop. We have some special yes. guests lined up for that. We have uh, Sunny from um, Philadelphia coming on the show. We have Carolina Martinez, a big vinyl collector. Insta- her Instagram is one of the most popular out there. Um, she's going to be on the show to not only break down her love of hip hop and R&B, but really talk about the vinyl scene as well. A lot of vinyl yeah. heads listen to our show. Um, also, we're working on the mixtape, and things are coming along. I'm, I'm gonna have to catch up. Oh, yeah. I have to catch up, sir. Love them on more details. Um, but you know, we're we're working on that. Shout out Sunblaze. Uh, check out the Inhuman album coming out March 29th um, for Sunblaze. Uh, I already got advanced copy, and it's mm-hmm. once I have. Once the embargo is lifted, um, <laughs> I will talk about that. Um, but let's go Once right you get into out your NBA. Oh man, it's so good. Oh, listen. Also, uh, me and Sir Love they play a lot of video games. Sorry, we're nerds that way, yo. So if you want to yeah, come in yeah. and, and play with us and just talk nonsense or just check us out, you could. Um, you can find me. Uh, yeah, just hit me up. Crushalotpodcastgmail.com if you want to play. <laughs> I usually post it up. You can jump on, check out the feed or whatever and all that good stuff. Let's go right into our number ones. What do you have? Rock him. God MC. Number one. This is a tough one. This stuff. But uh, this ultimately had to come down to what for me was the Rock him song that, that resonates most powerfully with me that uh, sparks memory and as I mentioned before the first bass line that comes into mind uh, every time I think of Rock Him is that don't sweat the technique mm-hmm. uh, so perfect so smooth but the first verses that come to mind oddly enough aren't even paid in full uh, or uh, Eric B president it's actually I know you got soul ooh yeah uh these are the verses that come to me. Um, I can't stop but thinking of those lines. The, the, even just the, the ones that aren't used or quoted as millions of times as his other lines are. Um, but just the way pictures are painted, like, picture a mic. The stage is empty. And hearing him, you know, decipher this feeling and this understanding... It was brilliant and it was great to see and it was such a, a good explanation of what it was like um you know as an artist to just work in a particular field of art no matter what it was but to have that tugging of the craft i think rakim is one of the only you know rappers who really dove into this concept of i don't do this simply because i'm good at it um and i, I don't just like it but there's a pull, there's a draw, there's some sort of supernatural manifestation that is pushing me and, and dragging me towards con- constantly being engaged in this art form. Um, and I know you guys saw one of those that did it. Of course, you know, there's all the great brilliance of that particular beat. 
the, the great sample. But of course, sampled a billion other times. And how iconic some of those lines from I Know You Got Soul are now. And how those are constantly used and have been used and will continue to be used throughout hip-hop. Um, but, but... For this particular record, and I'm and I'm gonna add this little bit of tidbit of information, just for those out there, because this is the sort of thing that Rakim would do. One of the things he used to talk about was doing the knowledge yourself, right? He was he would preach to you, and and well, I'm gonna say preach to you, but he would teach to you, give you some tidbits of information, but he wanted you to go and study and gain knowledge. One of the things that he would speak on, one of those things that were one of the pillars of. Uh, the beliefs that he came out of uh, was knowledge of self and understanding and seeking out the information on your own. And so I'm not going to feed you too much of this information, but I'm going to give you this hint. All of the songs we've mentioned so far, you and I, right? A lot more of the production of these songs was done by Rakim than people give credit for. And that's publicly recognized. Um... It's a lot like the uh, A Tribe Called Quest first album situation where a lot of the stuff that was coming out, particularly early on, uh, wasn't quite as clear and cut a case of Eric B. did this part, Rock Him did this part. I'm going to leave it there and encourage everybody else to go look that up because it's out there and it will only increase your respect and understanding when you see just how much of that stuff Rao was putting together himself. Um, but in the case of I Know You Got Soul, just a perfect song. It's just a perfect hip-hop song. It's a classic hip-hop drum cadence. It's a classic sample from one of the most sampled artists in hip-hop history. One of the most reused and, and reinterpolated bars and verses in history. I love it to death. It's my number one forever. Excellent, excellent pick. I'm going to jump right into my number one. Mm-hmm. My melody. It has to be my melody. This for me, there was no. I I try to get a deeper cut in there. I tried to, but that is another, another iconic hip hop song. From Mm -hmm. the beat, from the drum to the whistle, whatever that whistle noise is. (laughs) (laughs) to to the bars what Mm -hmm. there's nothing I could say that could tell can show you if you haven't listened to that song the brilliance of it it is brilliant Mm -hmm. it is it's absolutely brilliant and it was the, the 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 how heavy the bass drum is was brilliant the stupid whistle <laughs> that shouldn't work. <laughs> that that and the melody that plays is also has been reused to death by other people. Mm-hmm. It for is sure. for me the best rock hymn song that I have experienced, and it, it, and it really is an experience because mm-hmm. you, that's one song that works well. Just head nodding. It works mm-hmm. well in a party. Mm. It shouldn't work as in a party, but it does. <laughs> and when I was reviewing 
and 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 studying getting ready for this episode right. they sneakily Eric B Rakim and Rakim mm-hmm. in general have quite an extensive catalog yeah. it's almost like you don't realize it until you start <laughs> putting it all together and how many of those songs are iconic mm-hmm. iconic I'm not talking about the, yo, these are good songs no these are iconic songs it's like almost yeah. over 15 iconic songs that they have mm-hmm. oh yeah monsters by the career they could he could go on tour and just those songs yeah and that's the goal sure. mm-hmm. and I know because I saw him in Brooklyn and it was hot <laughs> I almost saw DMX die fantastic <laughs> so that's my number one uh, check out my melody um, yeah that's what that, we're paying homage to Rock Kim the God MC and 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 if he's not in your top five uh, hey I'm not gonna crush you I'm just saying how is he not yeah he's done so much for some of your favorites like Nas like Prodigy right. like the entire yeah. Wu-Tang Clan yeah. um and anytime he drops something, it's, it really is monumental. So, you know, hopefully we get some stuff from him. Or maybe we won't, and I'm okay with that. Because he's very, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he takes his time. But, you know, if I could get what they're doing with Prime to do with Rock Kim. That would be nice. That, dude, that's, now you're just understating it. That wouldn't be nice. That would be, <laughs> that would be, that would be, that would be divine. <laughs> That's divine intervention. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So yeah, that's our list. If you if you like what you hear, let us know. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Want to be on the show? Let us know. You can find Sir Love Day on all social media at Sir Love Sir Love Day. You can find me at Crush a Lot Cheese on Twitter and Crush a Lot Podcast on the Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Crush a Lot Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to come to the show or you know you just want to send us music to check out, uh, we see a lot of people giving uh, you know give us stuff. Check you know uh, shout out to C1 and um, Ice Lord and Prospect Sounds and. Of course, uh, some Blaze, R.Y., Thanos Beats, um, you know, people that we met through the show who just gives us up. Zilla Rocka, definitely shout out to Zilla Rocka. Yeah, Congratulations sure. on your Super Bowl win and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. next week, Sade with the lovely cleaners. Yo, Sir Love Day, as always, as a as pleasure. Always, yes. Peace. Peace.